0: Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypannuccio.com forward slash act. The purpose of working with an editor is not just to improve your current manuscript, but to give you a wider array of creative tools, tools that you can carry with you to future projects. A big conversation many writers have centers around editing. Should I invest in an editor? What kind of editing do I need? What do editors do precisely? How do you choose an editor you can trust with your book? And why are editors so damn expensive? Well, today I'm going to tackle some of the most frequent questions I hear from writers. Now, some of these circulate on Facebook groups, others I get in my inbox. So, I want to demystify the editing process for you so you can make a wise and prudent decision on whether to invest in an editor or not. So, Let's start with the first question. Should you hire an editor? Now, there's a reason why, on average, traditionally published books are of a higher quality than self-published books. That's because it's harder to get traditionally published. The standards are just higher. The barrier to entry is greater. Now, traditionally published books have gone through many revisions with the guidance of professional editors. No writer pops out of nowhere and publishes without the support of editors. So, if you're self publishing, hiring an editor is still a wise investment. You still want to bring your book to its highest version because self publishing. Does not equal sales. It doesn't equal success. It doesn't even equal quality. Many writers self publish and then they struggle to sell their book. They wind up begging friends and family to purchase their book and leave reviews. So if you're serious about publishing at all, hiring an editor will hold you in good stead. But It is a big investment and not one to take lightly and not every writer at every stage needs to hire an editor. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the three main levels of editing that every story goes through at various stages, and I'll break down what you can expect editors to charge at each of those stages. And then I'll give you some ways to mitigate those costs. But what do editors actually do? That's frequently asked question number two. There's a lot of confusion about this. Do they proofread? Do they clean up misspellings and grammar? Do they make big, substantial changes in the content? Well, there are three main phases of editing, and I use them at different stages of the writing process. So these are three main editorial phases that all books go through. We have developmental editing, line editing, and copy editing. So let's break it down. Developmental editing. This is the big picture. Here we're looking at character development, plot, Pacing, voice, point of view, continuity, etc. This is where I look at the overall structure and see where the story is confusing or thrilling or moving, where it's weak or where it's veering off track or where it can go deeper. I'm looking for how the ideas connect and cohere. So I'm looking for narrative continuity and story arc. Some things I'm trying to nail down for the author are, what is the story? What's the through line? Does each chapter move the story forward? Is it paced in a way that urges the reader forward? Or does it throw in a lot of superfluous characters and events that don't feel connected or integrated? is there a consistent, compelling point of view? Does each chapter and scene have a clear intention? Does each scene and chapter have a beginning, middle, and end? So it's the big picture. It's the first layer of editing. It's the most important. It's your story's whole foundation. Now, Once you have the story development intact, when the characters are deeply developed, when you have a consistent, compelling point of view, and the plot has both structural and psychological coherence, then we move on to the second phase, line editing. Here's where I work through a manuscript paragraph by paragraph Line by line. Here I'm focusing on style, consistency, and the overall flow and readability. Now, the purpose of a line edit is not to comb your manuscript for errors. That's the last phase, the copy editing. A line edit focuses on language, the way you use language to communicate your story to the reader. Is your language clear? Are the sentences fluid and pleasurable to read? Does it convey atmosphere or mood? Does it convey the emotion the writer intended? Is it the right tone? Are the words you've chosen precise or are you using weak generalizations, abstractions, and cliches? How can your sentences be structured for greater impact? So in a line edit, I'm looking for extraneous words or extraneous sentences or bloated sentences. I'm looking for bland language, awkward transitions or confusing digressions. I'm looking for dialogue or paragraphs or sentences that can be tightened. I'm looking for scenes where the action is confusing or where the transition is awkward. I'm looking for changes that can improve the pacing of a passage words or phrases that can clarify or enhance what the writer meant to say. Here's where I get into the nuts and bolts of good evocative sentences and the way they flow. I'm looking for ways to make each passage more impactful. So line editing improves the story's clarity and power, sentence by sentence, to enhance the overall effectiveness of the story. And finally, the very last stage, copy editing. This is grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc. It's the last thing I do, and honestly, most writers I work with don't need much here. Copy editing is the last edit, often after your work has been accepted by a publisher and gone through a developmental and line edit. Now, if you're going the self publishing route, you'll want to have someone comb it for any typos, misplaced commas, misspellings, etc. Now, I still make typos no matter how many times I comb through my own writing. I could go over it a hundred times and I'll still sometimes miss something, so it's always good to have another set of papers on your pages. We all have blind spots, so it's always good to have a copy edit, but it shouldn't be the first thing you spend loads of time on. Sometimes while I'm doing a developmental edit, I'll do some light line editing and copy editing, so I'll flag some sentences I stumble over or some grammatical misstep just so that the writer's aware of it but it's not my focus during a developmental edit. Now, a lot of writers who self edit skip the developmental stage completely. They go straight to line editing where they're essentially just tweaking some sentences and swapping out words. And in some cases they go straight to the copy editing phase because they think that's all editing is. But this is a big waste of time if you don't have your story's foundation nailed yet. Now, that's not to say you can't do line and copy edits as you go. You just don't want that to be the focus until you've completed a developmental edit. Okay, so we have developmental editing, line editing, and copy editing. Now, the question that's on everybody's mind, number three, How much does an editor cost? Well, most editors calculate their fees based on word count. Some do it by the page, but most do it by word count. And the fees will depend on what kind of editing you need and at what stage your manuscript is. A developmental editor will charge between 7 cents and 12 cents per word. This is the most comprehensive and detailed edit, so it's the most expensive. So for a full length book, let's say 100,000 words, you can expect to pay between $7,000 and $12,000. Now that's a big range, but as an industry average, expect to pay about nine cents per word. Line editing costs between four cents and nine cents per word. The good average here is six cents per word. So if your book is 100,000 words, expect to pay about $6,000. Now let's say you work with an editor on a developmental and or line edit. What happens when you revise your story based on those edits? Now what? Do you have to pay the fee all over again? Well, most editors will charge an additional fee to read revised material. It's additional time spent on your manuscript, but it shouldn't be the total original fee. For example, I charge half the original editing fee because I'm already deeply familiar and invested in your work, and it's not as labor-intensive as the first round. This price break doesn't always apply to copy editing because along with a revision, there may be new things to smooth out. So for copy editing, expect one cent to two cents per word. So for a full length book of 100,000 words, that's 1,000 to $2,000. Now you can probably do most of this copy editing yourself. It is tedious, and if you're self-publishing, just hire someone from Upwork or Fiverr. They can proofread your manuscript for a lot less. And if you're going the traditional route, the publisher will take care of this for you. Copy editing is the last step before your manuscript goes to print. You just don't want any glaring typos and grammatical errors when you initially present your manuscript to an agent or publisher. Now, the thought of dropping seven to 10 grand and up to work with an editor makes most writers terrified and panicky. Look, I get it. There's no guaranteed financial return on that investment. But here's the thing about working with professional editors you can learn a lot about the art and craft of writing, which increases your chances of not only finishing your book, but successfully publishing. That is the most valuable return on investment. You get there much faster. It's better than spinning your wheels for years and years and never finishing, let alone publishing, or attracting readers. Now, too many writers give up when they reach the revision stage because they simply don't have the direction and focus they need. In my case, after going through various workshops for years, I still wasn't learning how to revise my own stories. Workshops cost about $400 for a 10-week run, and each session ran three hours. So over the years, I must have dropped at least a few grand. I got tremendous value. I learned a lot, but at the end of it, I could only do the surface level editing. I could only edit on the sentence level. I could make the words prettier, but I didn't know how to make the deeper changes in structure, in character, plot sequence, etc. I was editing on the surface of the story rather than on the underlying craft elements that held that surface up. Eventually, I invested over $30,000 to get my MFA, and I got to work one-on-one with authors who were also great editors, and I made more progress in my writing in those two years than I had in the seven or eight previous years taking workshops. I learned how to read critically by teasing apart various elements in a story. So it taught me how to become my own best editor. Now, you will not need to invest anywhere near $30,000 to hire an editor, but it is an investment. Here's the thing. The purpose of working with an editor is not just to improve your current manuscript, but to give you a wider array of creative tools that make you a better writer, tools that you can carry with you to future projects. These tools become sharper over time, so the results are cumulative. When you work with an editor, you have an opportunity to learn and practice the craft. So you become your own best editor. Ultimately, you need to be the best arbiter of your own work. Okay, on to question number four. How do you choose the right editor? A lot of writers are afraid that after investing thousands of dollars of their money, the editor will take them further astray from their vision of the story and that investment will be wasted. You do have to be selective, but an editor's role is not to rewrite the book for you or to tell you what's wrong with it. A good editor will help you coax out the story you're trying to tell. They'll help you take it out of your head and get it onto the page. It's hard work for both of you, but it should be a collaboration. So when I'm working with writers, I spend a lot of time on monthly Zoom calls, helping them think through their book. In order for me to know how to help a writer bring this story to its highest version, I need to know what their intentions for the book are so that I can help them marry their vision with what's on the page. You want to make sure that you're aligned with the right mentor. So make sure you shop around and find a good fit for you and your story. If you write literary fiction, you probably don't want to work with an editor who specializes in young adult or science fiction. See if the editor offers a free sample edit for the first 1,000 to 1,500 words of your manuscript. That's a great way to see if you're a good fit from one another. And if they'll get on a free Zoom call with you to talk about your work for 20 to 30 minutes, either before the sample edit or after, even better. I offer this because it's a big responsibility and commitment to help someone bring their manuscript to life. And I wanna make sure I'm the right editor for them. And because it's such a big decision and a huge financial commitment, I want the writer to feel absolutely comfortable with me and my approach. So skilled editors are a big investment. It's a big decision. But there are ways to cut down on the costs. And since most editors charge by the word, it behooves you to not bloat your story with any superfluous details, scenes, chapters, sentences, etc. You want to get your manuscript to its most elegant state. So, number one, hire a story coach in the early stages of writing your book so that you don't invest too much time going in the wrong direction and going way off track. This way, you're not revising in circles for years and then ultimately giving up. This may mean you submit your first chapter or you work with your coach to help you get your story idea crystallized and thought out so that you hit the ground running with solid direction and focus. I like to start with the first chapter or two before a writer commits to a full book edit because what I've found is that whatever they're doing in their first chapter, whether certain elements are working or not working, well, that's all carrying over in the manuscript as a whole. So by giving them substantial feedback on that chapter, or maybe two chapters, they can bring that to the rest of the draft without investing thousands of dollars up front. Now coaches generally charge by the hour or they offer packages, three-month to six-month packages, so you're paying less by the hour over time. But a story coach can save you a lot of time by guiding you through a story idea and keeping it on track while giving you deeper understanding of the basic craft elements at play in your story. Number two, team up with a writing buddy. Trade feedback on each other's work. Now, I suggest this with a caveat. This should be a writer whose work resonates with you and someone you trust. For example, I once worked with a good friend of mine who was writing her memoir. I was writing fiction and every two months we'd exchange about 25 pages of our works in progress and then we get together to give each other feedback. I loved her work. She's one of the most gifted writers I know and I learned a lot from her. Now, a word about beta readers. Many new writers skip hiring an editor altogether and try to substitute it with free beta readers, thinking they'll save a lot of money. And they often find these beta readers through various Facebook groups, etc. Beta readers can be helpful. They can tell you where they're losing interest or where they're most captivated. They can flag errors, inconsistencies, tangents, etc. But most beta readers aren't trained writers. They don't know specifically what to look for, and they're not able to tell you how to make changes that will help you elevate your story. Plus, they're not always kind, and they often give you recycled advice, advice that isn't necessarily useful to you. They can take you down a completely wrong path, especially when the feedback isn't moderated by a skilled writer. So beta readers can only take you so far, so be discerning about what feedback is useful to you and what you can ignore. But more to the point, beta readers are not a substitute for a skilled editor or story coach, so don't skimp here. But I always think rather than enlist a group of beta readers, find one writing buddy you trust and whose work you admire. Number three, attend workshops. Live workshops are preferable if you can find them locally where you live. When I lived in New York City, there were writing workshops everywhere uptown, downtown, cross town. But really, any kind of workshop good. One good thing that came out of the pandemic is that a lot of workshops that were previously live were forced to go online. So that's always a good option. But a good workshop led by a skilled teacher will give you a solid understanding of basic craft skills and expose you to different writers. You'll get guided feedback as well, and you'll learn a lot from the mistakes your peers make as well as what they do well. Now, learning how to give feedback to articulate why a story works for you or not is great training. It's an excellent way to bring a sharper pen to your own work. And number four, read. Read books on the craft. Read books you love and try to deconstruct what they're doing. Look at how chapters are structured and how individual scenes are laid out. Look for how the author is constructing sentences and look for the ways the author is indirectly making you understand or feel something. The more you master the craft before you start working with an editor, the less money you'll spend in the long run because you'll have a much more elegant, powerful story to start with. So there you have it. Let's recap. Editors can save you years of going in the wrong direction with your book and even giving up on it in frustration. There are three phases of editing. First, developmental editing. Here we're looking at the big picture character development, plot, pacing, point of view, continuity, etc. This is the most comprehensive and also the most expensive. Second phase, line editing. Line editing improves your story's clarity and effectiveness sentence by sentence. And then third phase, copy editing often called proofreading. This is the final stage, grammar, spelling, punctuation, etc. To mitigate the cost of an editor later down the line, if you choose to hire one, number one, start with a story coach in the early stages of writing your book. This will help you crystallize your story idea and give you a solid plan to move your story forward. Number two, find a writing buddy to trade manuscripts and feedback with. Number three, attend workshops to deepen your understanding of craft and to expose yourself to a more diverse range of stories and techniques. And number four, read, learn from the masters. Okay, so let's circle back to the first question. Do you need an editor? Well, if you're a new writer or you're dipping your toe in after a long absence, then I don't recommend working with an editor yet. Consider working with a coach or attending a writing workshop. Just get a solid understanding of basic craft elements. But if you've been at it for a while, let's say you have a finished draft that you've been trying to revise and you don't feel like you're making progress. If you're tired of going round and round in the revision cycle and you're really serious about publishing, whether traditionally or independently, an editor can help you move the needle forward and write a story that's worth reading, that's worth publishing, a story you're going to be proud of. If you want to fast track your book, If you want to save years of floundering in the wrong direction, if you want guidance in the revision process, hiring an editor is worth the investment if you can afford it. Because what's the alternative? I hear writers say over and over, they've gone through three or four rewrites and they just want to throw in the towel because they haven't learned how to navigate their material yet. So you have to ask yourself, is your story worth it? Every investment is going to feel like a massive risk. I was recently listening to Jenna Kutcher talk. Jenna just launched her first book, How Are You Really? And she said something that struck me and I just had to write it down. She said, every dream will cost you But remember, you aren't the risk. You are the investment. So invest in your book, invest in your writing, invest in yourself, whatever way that looks like for you. Hire an editor, work with a coach, work with a writing buddy, take a workshop, just invest in yourself. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. If this episode resonated with you, please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are key to keeping Writer Unleashed on the top of the charts where other writers can find us. I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. And if you want more free resources, plus writing tips, I only share an email, sign up over at nancypanuccio.com I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.